Hey there, this is Gregory Williams, and I'm the senior pastor of Transform Church. Welcome to our podcast. I hope the following presentation really inspires you to deepen your faith walk and encourages you along your journey. Enjoy the message. So today I want you to, 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 deter, to turn to, pe- to the person next to you and say, honor. Say the word honor to them. Honor. That's it. Nice and loud. Take it from the gut. Honor. Honor. That's it. That's it. Honor. What does the word honor mean? And we're going to unpack it today. And what we're going to do is, I'm just going to quickly just, can I be real with you all? Is that okay? I love being real. Uh, I'm just going to be real with you all. You know, sadly, we live in a culture really where many of us live without honor. You know, many of us live without honor. And I'm, I'm so guilty of that. I'm so guilty of that. And to give you an example about honor and what honor is, uh, it means to me is that I was watching this, this show on Netflix. It was called The Crown. Anybody heard of that? Yeah? Great show, by the way. Awesome show. So basically what the show is about is it takes you through the journey of Queen Elizabeth II, so the, um, the current queen right now. And it takes you through her difficulties, the difficulties of her life as a royal, Right? And what happens is that what's amazing to me is that there are, there are certain rules and regulations for you to be able to interact with the queen. Because he's not just some lowly peasant like, like me, right? She's the queen, right? So there's some certain rules and regulations. And so what, what people will do to be able to interact with people is that if you're sitting uh, with her, if you are sitting with her on the same table, right? What happens is that you cannot start eating before she starts eating, so simple, right? But it's so like, unbelievable sometimes. Like For me, I just love food, so I just dig in anyway. Sometimes without praying, yes. Sometimes I forget. So hungry. But anyway, another sign of honor if, is that if you're on the same table, right? You cannot start a conversation with her first. What happens is that she must start the conversation with you first, and then you guys converse as a sign of respect and honor to her, Right? And another thing is that there are certain ways you need to bow to her. There are specific ways where people introduce her to the public. Like, you know, her title even has a specific title, a special title that says, Her Majesty the Queen, and then she enters, right? And they do this as a sign of honor. They do this as a sign of honor. And I was thinking about this, you know, I was like, you know what? How am I supposed to, like, you know, apply this in my life? The Queen is not here. She's in the UK. She's in England, Right? And I thought about it, but you have to admit that in our country, my country, this country of Australia, that that so often we've become a culture that is really without honor. And we're going to unpack that for a second. And I want to show you an example of a story when Jesus was actually limited in what he was able to do, right, in his own hometown, because the people that should have honored him the most honored him the least, and what we're going to do is we're going to read this passage and we're going to zero, on in, zero in on three things that's going to really be life-changing and going to unpack what honor is all about. So if you have your scriptures with you, we're going to turn to it together. It comes from Mark chapter 6 and we're going to read from verse 1 together. So if you're watching online, we want to welcome you. Um, put it down on the comment down below, Mark chapter 6 verse 1 and we're going to read together. And it says this, let's read together. Jesus left there and went to his hometown. 
accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. Where did this man get these things, they asked. What's this wisdom that has been given to him, that he even does miracles? In other words, what they're saying is that, wow, what is this dude doing? Who is this guy? Why is this guy so amazing? You know, his words and his messages are so powerful. His miracles are amazing. How can he do such things? And in, in verse 3, as we read, someone has to always say something. Something, some, something good is happening. Someone always has to say something. Am I right? Someone always has to say something. Verse 3, it says this. Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son, the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. And I have a question for you today. Why do you think they treated Jesus like this? Why do you think they were so offended? What they're saying is that, you know what, isn't that that ordinary guy that we, we grew up with? Wasn't Jesus that guy that made your kitchen table? You know, wasn't he the kid that we grew up with, that the kid in, an, uh, in class that was so annoying because, you know, he was always the teacher's pet, that he would always get 100 on his exams? Wasn't that guy... Wasn't Jesus that guy, that ordinary guy that we grew up with? And then in verse 4, it says this, Jesus said to them, and this always breaks my heart every time I read it. Jesus said to them, only in his hometown among his own relatives and in his own house is a prophet without honor. You see, if you're writing things down, you see what happens is that familiarity decreases honor. Because they saw Jesus in a familiar way, in an ordinary way, they dismissed his authority. They didn't honor him and instead they dishonored him. And the Greek word that is translated without honor is the word atomos. Say atomos. I don't even know if I'm saying that correctly, but we'll just say it atomos. And here's what it means. It means to dishonor, to treat as common or ordinary. To dishonor is to treat as common or ordinary. If you want a common or ordinary relationship, I'm going to tell you how to get one. If you want a common or ordinary marriage, I'm going to tell you how to get one. I promise you, if you want that, this is how you do it. You ready? You dishonor your spouse. You treat them as common or ordinary. And that's how you're going to get one. We don't want that. You know, what's, what's interesting to me is that I look at my own relationship, right? Why is it that in the early years, you know, it's great and you are all in love, right? You're all lovey-dovey, right? Why? Because you continually honor each other, right? You know, you open the door for them, right? You surprise them with a hug from behind, right? You give them flowers, you give them a surprise kiss, right? You bring them presents, right? I love you, munchkin. I love you, boo, right? And you are showing honor. You're continuously showing honor over and over again. And then what happens? What happens weeks later down the road, months later down the road, you might get married, right? And then what happens? You start to begin to treat each other and, and take advantage of each other. And you start to treat each other as common and ordinary, right? And what was great and what was called honorable becomes common and ordinary. 
And the flip side of this honor is the word honor. Say honor. Honor. And let me show you what this word means. It means to value, to respect, or to highly esteem. It means to treat as precious, weighty, or valuable. It's to ascribe worth in something or someone, to esteem something or someone, and to value. And I'll give you an example. I play this sport called badminton. Anybody heard of it before? Yeah? I play a sport called badminton. And what badminton basically is, it's a sport similar to tennis. And the objective is to basically hit the ball and try to land the ball down to the opponent's court, right? By using different hitting techniques, using a badminton racket, which is quite similar. It almost looks similar to a tennis racket, but it's a little bit different. And what's so interesting about this sport, right, that I play, this badminton, is that the, the ball can travel up to 450 kilometers per hour, either to the floor or sometimes towards you. I've had it happen to me before, right in the back of my head. It was painful, painful. And I remember one time I was at a competition, right, and I was playing and I was watching these, uh, these two competitors, and um, someone clocked 480 kilometers per hour, a smash, 480 kilometers per hour. So what they did was they smashed this ball towards the opponent's court 480 kilometers per hour. Have you guys seen that? Have you guys seen that speed before? And the, the ball is not massive, right? It's this little thing with feathers on it. And so anyway, I have multiple rackets at home, badminton rackets, however. I have, um, I have a few of them. And... I've broken some before and I've thrown them away, but I have this one special badminton racket, right? This was my prized possession. This was like, this racket was like the holy of holies to me. I absolutely love this racket, right? The reason why is that it's, it was my first ever racket, right? And I love it with all my heart. And another interesting thing about this racket that is it's damaged, it's broken, so you can't really use it anymore, but I still have it. And what happened in the past is that I've broken many rackets before and I've thrown them away. But this racket holds so much value. It holds certain memories and certain emotions that I value it. I ascribe worth in it. And I wouldn't just throw it away like the other rackets I've had before. Because this holds value. My question for you is that what do you value or honor in your life right now? Who do you value or honor in your life right now? And we talked about this quite briefly, but what does honoring do? Honoring esteems and lifts up. Dishonoring devalues and tears down. Another story is that a couple of months ago, we had parent-teacher interviews, right? And in parent-teacher interviews, for, hands up if you're a parent, yeah? Cool. So a couple of, no, no, this was a couple of weeks ago, actually. Oh, my goodness. Holidays just messed me up. Um, but... A couple of weeks ago, we had parent-teacher interviews, and, and you know, it's, but the, the, the place is basically, you know, we have to do a report, is we discuss, we update, and we manage the children's learning and behavior, and we discuss that with the parents. And so I was just having a normal conversation with one of the parents, and then suddenly, the kid that was next to her, sitting down next to her, started, like, just absolutely go berserk, right? They were just blurting off words that shouldn't be said to a parent, or to a, let alone a phone, right? So what happened was, basically this, this kid was playing a game, right? And I think they might have died, and they went berserk, right? 
So the situation escalated very quickly. And so finally, the mom took away this kid's phone, right? And you could probably imagine what happened next. This kid threw a massive tantrum, right? This kid basically disrupted with their tantrum. They've disrupted the um, interviews for half an hour. Well, you might be sitting there right now, you know, judging this kid or judging these parents, but it's not just about having, and everyone could attest to this and know that this happened because it's not just about having spoiled kids. It's about, la- it was, it's about the lacking of honor in this culture. Because honor, what it does, it lifts up, it encourages it builds, and many of, many of you say, well, you know what? I can't treat that person with honor because they're not honorable. Whew. If you're writing things down, respect is earned, but honor is given. You can honor someone just because of the position. But you may think, you know, well, you know what? You might be sitting here right now and you're saying, well, you know what? I'm going to treat you with honor if I see you live your life honorably. It's always conditional, right? But check this out. You can treat with honor before they're living honorably. Why? Because sometimes, and most of the times actually, the honor that you bestow on them often lifts them up to live their life honorably. The reason why my country, this country, the country that I love, absolutely love and I'm blessed with, is that the way it is, is because over and over again, We have been devaluing people by dishonoring. And what does the scripture say? The scripture says this. Jesus could not, in verse number five, Jesus could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed at their lack of faith. Now check this out. The the scripture says he, he didn't, it didn't say that Jesus would not heal them. No, that's not what the scripture says. The scripture says Jesus could not heal them. He couldn't heal them and he couldn't do any miracles except lay hands on a few sick people. You see, their lack of honor deprived them from receiving Jesus' miracles. A question that we must ask ourselves right now. How many miracles have you deprived yourself of by not showing honor To who God has placed in your life. How many miracles have you deprived yourself of by not showing the people or the things that God has placed in your life? Jesus could not do, it's not, He would not do, it says that He could not do any miracles. In other places where they believed in Him, where they honored Him. And you know what tragically transforms is that we have become a culture, sadly, really without honor. And you know what? I'm talking about honor and all this honor stuff, you know what? But what does the Bible say? Not what Tom says, but but what does the scripture say? Who are we called to honor? And what I'm going to do is, what we're going to do together is I'm going to highlight a few things. Because the scriptures teaches us several different groups. And what I want to do is I want to highlight what I believe be the most three, most important three of our context and that we are called to honor. Okay, there's a lot of avenues that the scriptures teaches us about honor. But what I'm going to do is I'm just going to highlight three. Is that okay? And I think that these three are the most important honoring commitment that we have. 
And the first group is this. The scripture is incredibly clear that we are called to honor our parents, right? We are called to honor our parents. In fact, in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 2 to 3, it says this. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you, that you may enjoy long life on earth. We are told to honor our mothers and our fathers. And tragically, today, wouldn't you agree that we can be one of the most dishonoring people to our parents? It's very quiet in here, Pastor Gregory. You know, a lot of the times, right, we honor our parents based on how they treated us. Based on how we think they treated us or have behaved. And so many times is that we don't show honor because of how, parent, how parents treated us in the past. But what does the scriptures tell us? That to honor your father and your mother, whether they may be doing something wrong or doing something right. We honor them. And that's a hard pill to swallow. But what does the word says? We honor them that you may enjoy long life on earth. And here's what I want you to catch about this. You don't have to accept their behavior to show honor. You don't have to show their behavior to accept their behavior to show honor. And if you're here right now and you're sitting down and you say, you know what? My parents abandoned me when I was younger. My parents treated me, when, uh, treated me so bad when I was younger. You don't have to accept their behavior to show honor. Because honor is not tied to their behavior. Honor is tied to your blessing. Honor is not tied to their behavior. Doesn't matter what they did in the past. Honor is tied to your blessing. Because what does the word says? Right? Honor your parents and your, honor your fathers and your mothers. So that you may enjoy your long life on the earth. Honor your fathers and mothers. The second group that we are taught to show honor to those who are in authority. It's not about, having, it's not about being a fan of the liberal or the labor, right? But to show honor to those in authority. And you guys are like murmuring right now. You know what? You shouldn't be saying this. No. But what does the word say? It's not what Tom says, but what does the scripture say? Right? It tells us in Romans chapter 13, verse 7. It says this, tells us to give everyone what you owe him. If you owe respect, then you give that person respect. If you owe honor, what do you give? You owe, you give them honor. I remember meeting Daniel Andrews once. Yeah, do you guys know who Daniel Andrews is? Yeah? I, like personally, I'm not one to care or like dip my foot into politics, but I met him, right? That's not, that's not something to, I'm proud of, okay? I'll just, <laughs> I'm just saying, I just met him. So anyway, this was back in 20, 2019 at Victoria University. And he was walking around, he was shaking people's hands, just saying hello to people, right? And I was just walking by, ready to go to my lecture, right? And again, you know, I'm not really, I didn't know this dude. I didn't know this guy prior to that meeting. Then I saw this huge crowd gathered around, gathered around him. There was a mob, and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to check this out because as all humans do, we want to check out what the action is about, right? So I checked it out and I joined the mob and there I saw in the middle of it all a friend of mine from my class that should be in my class, I was running late, um, that should be in my class, but they were in the middle of this, right? And I asked them, what was happening? What's going on? What's this, right? And then they were like, oh, Daniel Andrews was giving a speech and he's saying hi to people. So anyway, you know, he's doing his stuff and then he starts chatting to me. He's like, you know what, I don't like this dude. I don't like him at all. 
not a fan of him, not a fan of what he's doing, not a fan of, you know, what he's planning to do, not a fan of him at all. So finally, Daniel finishes his speech and he starts shaking people's hands and he starts shaking my hand. I'm like, hello, you know, and then I see and I turn around and I see my friend shaking Daniel Andrews hands and he was like starstruck. He was like, hello, how are you today? Like I'm looking at it and I'm like, really, really? But it's a, it's a personal thing. See, you show honor to those who are in authority over you. And those of you who play sports, what do you do? You have to, sh- to honor your coach, right? Those of you who are, you know, in university or students in high school or whatever, you honor your teachers and your educators. Those of you who are working, you know, you honor your boss. And you may say right here, right now, you're like, you know what? I'm smarter than my boss. That's okay. You may be. But you gotta learn to be. You gotta be. You gotta learn how to be under before you learn how to be over. You've got to learn that. And ladies, oh, this is sensitive. Um, ladies, you don't like your husband, right? He's not a great leader, right? Honor him. Honor him. You treat him as ordinary and common, and he will not feel empowered to lead. You honor him and watch as he grows into the honorable position that God has called him to do. We show honor. We show honor. And the third and final group, and I hope you'll take this seriously, is we are called by God, not by Tom, not by Transform Church. We are called by God to show honor to our pastors and our church leaders. We show honor to those who are spiritually instructing and discipling us. And in 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 17, it says this. Well, let's read it together. The elders who direct the affairs of the church well are worthy of double honor, especially those whose work in preaching and teaching. What's so interesting to me is that throughout the Bible, throughout this book, that we call the word of God, the truth. This is the only verse in existence that mentions double honor. Double honor. There's significance there. There's importance there. And if, in case you're wondering who are these leaders that I'm talking about, I'm talking about our lead pastors, Pastor Gregory and Chanel. That's what I'm talking about. And of course, our humble and amazing leaders wouldn't come up here on this platform and say, you know what, you need to honor me right now. They would not say that, I promise you. They're not that type of people. But I am so proud. You know, one of the great things that about leading here a transformed church, and it's a privilege to lead, is that you recognize and you see things happen from the background. You know? And whether that may be good or bad, you see it happen. You see it happen. And that, that you know, people not in leadership wouldn't normally see. You know, we see drama unfold right before our eyes. We see things unfold right in front of our eyes because the church, unfortunately, is in a perfect place. And if you've come here and thinking and, you know, mentally 
believing that the church is supposed to be a perfect place. I'm sorry, but we are all imperfect people right here. We are not perfect people. And you see these things unfold. And as leaders, it's tough for me to say this, and I know I speak on this on behalf of our leadership team, is that we don't crave for honor. We don't crave for credit. We don't crave for, you know, for attention. But it is biblical But because we honor people so much as leaders that we forget that it's a two-way thing. Remember, honor means to value, to hold high esteem. And I'm going to be real for a moment. Can I be real for a second? Is that okay? I'm going to be real for a moment with you. And I'm just going to go personal for a little bit. My role as a leader of a ministry and people is amazing. And I love what I do every week. I love it. And it's tough, it's got good times, it's got bad times, and I've had times where I was ready to quit, I was ready to give up, right? And it comes with that. And I'm not going to ask you to just, you know, be here, start hugging me and crying with me, no. That comes with the leadership. God never promised easy leadership, right? Take a look at Jesus as an example. But I can tell you now that the things that I do that I organize, that I cry over by, that I get stressed by, and I take care of pales in comparison to what our leader pastors go through. And we don't see it, and sometimes we don't feel it, but it's there. You just don't see it. You just don't feel it. And I'm just going to quickly, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to, this is so tacky, Right? And what I'm about to do is it's so tacky, but I need to do it and I need to address it. It needs to be addressed. When there's a problem in the church, we need to address it. We need to address things. You can't sweep it under the rug thinking that God will take care of it. Remember, he's given you the abilities to, get, to take care of it. And so what we're going to do is we're going to take care of it. And what I'm going to do is I'm just going to quickly, and Pastor Gregory and Chanel's looking at me right now like, what the heck are you about to say? What is they talking about? What is he about to talk about? What I'm going to be doing is, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you guys a description, uh, a description that I observed one week when I was observing Pastor Gregory and Chanel. That sounds creepy. Um, no, I was, uh, what I did was I've observed Pastor Gregory and Chanel and what they do for, uh, on a weekly basis. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to start with Pastor Gregory from Monday to Sunday. I'm going to quickly show you and visualize and tell you what they actually do. Because what we know them as is Gregory and Chanel. But you guys don't see the background. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to name a few things. And by a few, I mean a lot of things. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to show you. So starting with Pastor Gregory. On Mondays, what he does is he works on content for the church. He would spend hours on that computer. Sorting out media posts that you guys see on social media. He sorts out events and things. He does that. And technology, I can tell you now, is in his biggest forte. But you know what? He tries and he learns and he does. Do you think our lead pastor should be able to should be doing that? I don't think he should be doing that. And he learns it. And sometimes he'd spend hours just sitting on that chair uploading, editing, and just doing all these things. And then at night, on a Monday night, he would run a leader, leadership training program. And you see, you know, upcoming leaders coming up here, sharing wisdom and knowledge. 
And on Tuesdays, he meets up with people. He meets up with you and I. He catches up with people. He catches up with them. And he, you know, and people could attest to that. You've caught up with Pastor Gregory before, right? And what he does is he, he becomes a great listener. He offers godly advice to people. And then what does he do after, you know, he's met, he's met with people, you know, one after another, he comes back to church, he does paperwork for the new church, he talks to the builders, he, the organizers, the council, the parking, the neighbors at the new church. He talks to Mark sometimes for the parking at the new church. And then on Wednesdays, it's the same as Mondays, it's more paperwork. And then he, he, he organizes the event for Mother's Day. Yeah, he's, talk, he's thinking about you mothers. And organizing events and posts for social media, he'd spend hours just doing work on his computer just so you guys can celebrate and we can celebrate Mother's Day. And on Thursdays and Fridays, he will be meeting with people, with leaders one after another, with people who wants to get married, people from church, people, the leaders. On Saturday, what he would do is he'd be working on church news and then preparing his message on a Sunday. And then on Sunday, he is here. He's blessing us. He's feeding us with God's amazing word and wisdom through him. And he, he says hi to people. He is present. He connects with people, with you and I. And the sad thing is that's not even a quarter of what he does. You might be asking me, why are you doing this? Why are you showing this? But... Transformers, I want you guys to realize that our pastors are not robots. The title isn't who they are. There's a human behind that title. A human that has emotions, feelings, and things that they feel just as we do. And you're, what I've listed to you are responsibilities responsibilities are 10% of what leaders go through. There's social life. There's spiritual life. There's other things in life, and we all can attest to that, that we go through. It's not just about having responsibilities. And that's just Pastor Gregory. Now imagine what Mama Chanel goes through. And me and you, we talk to them, right? It's usually something with an issue with our family, with our spouse, and our jobs, I, I vent to Pastor Gregory all the time about my boss. I do. I vent to him all the time. Like, my boss is such a horrible boss. Oh, man. Right? Now, imagine all these complaints and all these things and situations and problems that they go through. Now, imagine hundreds of people, people's problems weighing up on them. And people don't see this. People don't realize this, but I need to address it. It needs to be addressed. That our pastors deserves double honor. And to those of you who have kids right now, I'm going to put it back to you. To those of you who have kids that are being ministered to by someone else right now, giving their time to spiritually impact your children, when you see them, I would love for you all, and I would love for us all to show them honor for what they are doing for you. You find out their names, you bring them a little gift card, you find out their birthdays, you show honor to the ones who serve you over and over again. You show honor to them because that's not what Tom says, that's what the scripture says. That's what God says. You want a great relationship? Let me tell you how to, how, how to have a great relationship, right? You outdo each other. You lift each other up. 
You encourage them. You highly esteem. You show value. You lift them up and you watch as they grow into what you speak over them in faith. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to close off, but I'm going to do this for a second, for a moment. And I want to take a moment to do something that is very special and important to me. And I want to honor a few people today, but the first persons that I want to publicly show honor to are my pastors, Pastor Gregory and Chanel Williams. Can we just honor them, please? Yeah. You know, I am forever indebted to your faithfulness, to your prayers, to your friendship, and to your support. You know, I honor you all, I honor both of you for your private sacrifices that you have made for no one, that no one will ever know for me and my family. And to all the private pain that you have endured and to the fact that you love Jesus more today than that you ever have and love his people more today than you ever have. And I honor you for your friendship, for your leadership, your godliness and your partnership. I want, I want to honor our leaders this morning. Can I honor our leaders this morning? Is that okay? Yeah, we're going to honor them together. And I truly do. Thank you. I'm gonna, what we're going to do is we're going to honor, and I'm, I would love to name them all name by name, if that's okay. Okay? I want to honor our leaders who serve faithfully, and I want to especially honor them and name them all one by one. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to, Get you all to stand for me. Not sorry, not you all. Sorry, 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 sorry. Let me just be. Let me be specific. I'm gonna call you all up one by one, and I would love for you all to stand. Okay, Mark Pisani. Thank you so much, Mark. Warren Williams, Anna Bakay, Vanessa Ung, Jamie Diaz, Norman Katende, and Millie Katende. Angel Lamb, Arish Kumar, Wadza Wazirivu, Ike Nwana. I wanna honor each and every one of you for your continual support. You know, the word says to honor those leaders with double honor. And I want to thank you. I want to personally thank you because I am close to all of you. And I know what you guys go through. And I see it, even though we don't talk about it publicly, I see it. And I want to say thank you. Thank you so much for what you all do. Thank you. Thank you so much. Can we give them another round of applause, please? I didn't, I didn't know how I was going to get through this, Pastor Gregory. Um, I want to personally honor our volunteers. Yes, let's honor our volunteers. Yes, we do. We do want to honor them. Our faithful and our excellent volunteers to serve, serve diligently and faithfully week in week out, who serves behind a desk, who serves behind a smile, who, who serves behind a air handshake, who serves behind the scenes that you don't see, volunteers that make sure that this place is clean, it smells good, it looks good during the week. Volunteers who are working tirelessly weekly, even though 99% of our people don't see it. We honor you and we love you. And thank you for being faithful. I'm so blessed to be a volunteer. Thank you for being faithful. Thank you. 
And I want to take a moment and I want to honor you all, you. I'm talking to you, you guys now. Talking to all of you. You know, I want to honor you because you guys are here, you're present, and you are courageous. Courageous, what I mean by that is you got out of bed this morning. You might not even thinking about it. You didn't think about your hair probably, and you're here right now. You got ready, you're here, and you're ready, and you're ready for what God has in store for you. And I want to honor that. You guys are courageous. You guys are the best of the best. I love being here. You are growing, you are generous, you are faithful, and, you are, and I honor you today. Above all else, I want to honor the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. I want to honor Jesus, the risen Christ, who gave his life and touched you and me. And I want to close off now. But why is it that we as a culture, right, are without honor? Why is it? And I'll tell you why it is. The reason why is that our culture is dishonoring because people aren't honoring God. Don't you agree? All true honor is born out of a heart that surrendered to Jesus. Psalms 22 verse 23, it says this, You who fear the Lord, praise Him. All you descendants of Jacob, honor Him, revere Him. The problem is that we've been treating God as ordinary, as common. We are too familiar with him. Look, God is the big man upstairs. He's my boy. Jesus is my bro. We treated him so ordinarily. But if we see him for who he is, we will honor others because his name is on our hearts. We are not common. We are not ordinary. We are unique and we were made valuable by his name. And when we get that, when we get that, when we see that, when we address that, we will return and reclaim that forgotten virtue of honor. So today, I've got a couple of questions for you. If you're writing things down, I would love for you to write this down for me, please. Because we need to cultivate a culture of honor in our church, in our families. Don't you agree? Yeah? In our schools, at work. In our lives, outside of these four walls. And in fact, one of our values here at Transform Church is to what? Love, serve, and honor. honor. Okay, let's just do that again one more time. Love, serve, and honor. Very cool. Awesome. And I believe asking these questions will empower us to really dive deep on what real honor means to us. So my first question for you is this. How can I honor, how can you honor someone this week? How can you honor someone, not some ten, someone, okay, this week? So, it could be as simple as honoring your husband or your wife today. So, you know, it could be just like complimenting their hair. Hey, you got nice hair today. You know, your husband, you see your husband walking out of, um, walking out of the room. You're like, man, you got big muscles today, hon. <laughs> How can you, that's an honor, right? Or you could go a little bit more extravagant and you can be like, you know what? You can take out your husband to his favorite restaurant and just talk about life. Or you can spontaneously send some, a bouquet of flowers to your wife at work. How can you honor someone this week? Now, for those of you students, if you're a student here, you could honor simply your parents or your teachers, right? How can you honor someone this week? And my second question is this. How can you honor Pastor Gregory and Chanel this week? It could, you could start small. You could start really small. And you could be like, you know, if you're, if you're the type of person that don't really have a chat to them because you're scared of them, 
It could be like to say, hey, how are you today, Pastor Gregory and Chanel? And I'll tell you what, that goes a long way. That goes a massive long way. If you want to go a little bit extravagant, you can be like, you know what, Pastor Gregory? Here's a gift card. He loves JB Hi-Fi. So, ideas? Just letting you know. But Pastor Gregory and Chanel, um, we at Transform Church love you. And we honor you. And we thank you. We do. And sometimes it is hard to see that. Hello again. And thank you so much for listening. I really hope that message has encouraged you. Would you please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review? This really helps others get exposed to this uplifting message. I would also love for you to share this message with a friend or someone you think would be really inspired and blessed by this. Sharing this on social media like Facebook really does help others also get this free content. I'm honored you chose to spend some of your valuable time with us. Have an amazing day.